Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Lauren Miller. Lauren is an assistant professor at St. Louis University. Her topics include math remediation, course redesign, supporting non-traditional student populations, and equity in higher education, and what's not to like about that. Hello, Lauren Miller. Hi, good morning. I'm so excited to talk to you. I have been looking forward to this. That's a good thing, because if you weren't looking forward to it, it probably wouldn't be very fun for either of us. But um, yeah, so we have like 7,000 topics to address today. (laughs) We do. I'm not even sure which one to start with, but uh, where do we want to start? Would you like to start with how we've recently reconnected and why we've recently let's, reconnected. Let's talk about it. Yeah. We we are a TEDx connection. Yes, we are. You were a volunteer for us at some point. I was a volunteer back in like 2015, 2016. And this past year, I got to audition for a TEDx. So thank you for that. And what did you think of the audition? Oh my gosh. Like- I mean, fitting an entire pitch and like for a TEDx talk <laughs> into three minutes. Um, we, I, ask, we ask for a lot. I practiced that so much. I practiced that quite a bit. Um, but luckily, I got to talk about one thing that I'm so passionate about, and that is working with incarcerated students. That's right. That is right. So incarcerated students. Ooh. Um, they're my favorite students. I love it. Um, So I work for St. Louis University. We have a higher education in prison program down at Bon Terre where our students follow a cohort model. Okay. And take one class at a time and complete an associate's degree from St. Louis University. Right. Um, I also, for over two years now, have worked with Wash U's prison education program Yes, and I've had a person, I had a Jamil, oh, what's Jamil's last name? I don't remember, that was from that program. Yeah, yeah, I know Jamil. This is, so this is amazing stuff, right? Because this is what is very necessary. This is something that these people need because some of them are incarcerated for reasons that maybe I don't think that they really necessarily need incarceration. And I would have to agree with that. You know, education is the great equalizer of Mm men. Um, Horace Mann said that, you know, and he also talks about how the more prisons we have, the less schools we have. Oh. Um, So working with these groups of students, I'm currently actually teaching after this podcast. I'll be driving out to Pacific State Prison. They're taking college algebra. They have an exam today. Oh, hope (laughs) y'all are studying out there. Um, no, so I've had the pleasure of working with uh, Wash U's prison education program, um, teaching incarcerated men and most recently incarcerated women. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, a, that's a, okay. So let's talk about this in the sense of this feels um, not like a, I don't want to say burden is not the, but it feels like there's a lot on your shoulders because. It's this, uh, this, this, these are people that so need it, right? And, and it's such a, it's a system that definitely needs reform. Oh my um, gosh. And yes. so I did take this summer off from teaching. I still went in and ran the tutoring center like once a week, but I took this summer off from uh, 
teaching in prison because I needed a little bit of an emotional yeah. step back, an emotional break, because it's so hard to see some of your favorite people in the situation that they're in. But I have so many students who uh, are being released in like the next three months. I have like four or five students coming out. Oh, I have good. a couple students who are already out. We've met for coffee. We've met for lunch. Um very good. Yeah. And and then as part of the program to help them find employment once they're... Yeah, yeah. So we have um, the WashU and both SLU and WashU are, have re-entry programs um, to find uh, employment, housing, and most importantly for a lot of these students, continue their education. So I have um, two students former students who were recently released. One's taking three classes right now um, so he can apply for grad school. One just got into grad school, right? These students are continuing their education. You know, they Fantastic. want to be social workers and PhD astronomers and scientists and get doctorates and go on to teach. It's it's And it's so refreshing that we're that people like you are doing this because it's helping us because you know in our in our head it's like, oh you were in prison. I know what that means. <clears throat> Whereas that's not really the case. You know, you don't you don't want to, to focus on that. Like think about right. like if everybody focused on like one bad thing you did and exactly. that was it for the rest of your life and you could never right. mature or grow up from that. And so that many of these in this box students that, get incarcerated when they're so young. They get their their high schools in prison for students to finish their high-set GED. Right. Um, and you don't, you just don't know. I mean, sometimes it's just people were not, they they just weren't given the tools they needed to succeed and got in with the wrong crowd or just went or the wrong direction or got caught doing something that didn't know Some kids better. would just be a slap on the hand and be like, hey, don't do that anymore. Yeah. You know. So my students are strong and are so smart. And um, they teach me every single time. I love it. Do you go in the classroom or do you have to do everything through Zoom? Like, oh, no, I know the I'm COVID in there. Thing. Okay, I'm cool, in there. cool, cool. So there was a little bit of um, asynchronous teaching when everything shut down, just trying desperately to keep these students um, engaged because we weren't allowed to go into the prison for right. like almost Right. That's what I was wondering if you were allowed years. back in. Okay. But yeah, no, we're back in. I'm Going to head there later today and give an exam. And Oh, that's right. You told me you were Yeah, there. yeah. No, that's no, right. no. Okay, it's cool. so nice. No, I yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm so glad to be able to go back in. It really Very good. So that's one really big thing that you do. Yes. it's if, if I could solely teach in prison, I would love that. But I do lots of other things on top of that. Well, you're a TikToker. <laughs> and I just recently went into the world of TikTok, but you've had viral TikToks. I have. I have. Um, mostly talking about statistics and outliers. Um, the first time I went viral, I was talking about, you know, the difference between mean, median, and mode when it comes to income inequity in the United States and why— um, if we were trying to talk about the typical American family, like, in my opinion, I thought, like, the mode would give you, like, the majority, like, mode's what comes up the most. Okay. Me, uh, mode, mode, mode's the most. The average is the mean. Median, 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 median. The number in between. 
All so, right. So, I like this. Quick, quick math lesson. Ma- little math ditty. <laughs> yeah. So I was, and, and then all these people started asking questions about statistics and yelling about outliers like Jeff Bezos, you know, and he is an outlier. Right. Um, and so then I just kept talking about math and statistics and um, social justice issues using math. You know, I compared um, heights of, uh, if height was proportional to the wealth of an average American family. So let's set like, uh, uh, so if we did that, a white family would be 11 feet tall. A black family would be a little under a foot. And Jeff Bezos could bend over the moon and touch his toes back on earth. Oh, so that is so interesting because that helps us to visualize because being a billionaire like that's like it like it's hard to visualize how big a billion is yeah, so like it if, is it gets it's tossed around right. you know billionaire elon yeah, musk so billionaire the, you know the median net worth of an american family is something like 175k now i'm not saying that's what they have in the bank that's like net worth with home right, and home savings. and, da, 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 da. and so right, if we right. set them at 5 foot 8 which is the average height of an american man or something very close to that disclaimer. Uh, (laughs) Jeff Bezos would be like miles and miles and miles and miles and miles tall. How are we ever going from five foot eight to being able to reach over the moon, bend down and touch your toes? Right. So I did videos like that. I did a yardstick. So if Jeff Bezos is 36 inches, like me, I'm like 1,000 millionth like of an inch. Yeah, I'm like tinier than it. Like, tiny, we're, we're right here. So you're closer uh, to being a millionaire than you are to being like Jeff Bezos. Because right. a millionaire would be like at like half an inch. Interesting. So, so helping you take something huge and intangible and bring it down. And most recently, I'm a little behind, but most recently <laughs> I've been teaching my entire stats class in 60 seconds on TikTok. So you can find me. I'm going to do a little plug. At Millie Math Prof. I love it. On TikTok and Instagram. And if you ask a math question, I'll answer it. How interesting. Okay, Millie, M-I-L-L-I-E, math, P-R-O-F, like professor. All like right. My job. I'm going to go follow you. I will follow you back. Oh my gosh, I love mutuals. that. It'll okay, be yay. good. Yay. <laughs> so TikTok, yeah. It is, so, okay, it is one of the most fun platforms, like, I, you know, so I, of course, Facebook, because I, you know, that was like the first one I really got into. Oh, yeah. And then then LinkedIn, because I'm a business girl. Yeah. But then I went to, um, and then Instagram, you know, so I was like, okay, let's do Instagram. But TikTok is so fun. I get to be so creative. I and have the tools to authentic. edit my videos. Yeah. And I can, uh, you know, aside from math videos, you'll find on there videos of me talking about, you know, the struggles I'm having with work and teaching during a pandemic and um, me crying when I find out I was going to get vaccinated before my, and I was getting vaccinated early because I worked in a, because I, uh, a little earlier than others because I was working in a prison, but my incarcerated students still were getting vaccinated. still makes me cry. Oh, Um, gosh, Lauren. But, like, so you get to know people aside from like, you'll see me making videos where I'm silly and dressed up like a student, but also talking about the struggles 
that I'm currently like having in higher education or like I just had to take a break from TikTok for a bit because it was coming a really toxic place it, when people are like commenting at you like when you – everyone thinks that they're, they're going to be a billionaire, right, So or a millionaire. So like when you say something bad about a millionaire or when I say something like the world – we don't need billionaires. We could function without them. Right. Then they're like, well, we don't need you either, princess. You know, so. Uh-oh. And people can be. Yeah. So that just took a weird turn. But. Um, yeah. But so, like, I did take a little break. But it is, like, it can be such, like, a fun, wonderful, like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. These are so helpful. Uh, can you do a video uh, on this type of problem because I'm really stuck. And it that just gives me joy. Like, I just want to be like everybody's math professor. Well, that's huge too because when math sometimes, I mean, I know that my my daughter was having this issue, you know, she was having a hard time with math. And then we found a tutor and it, all it took was this different person with a different perspective on how to solve these things. And, and she was like, boom, it, she got it. It was like, it was like night and day. It was like, oh, oh, it was like, all right, let me help you see this. I think it's fascinating. So, yeah, because so like, unlike other subjects that can be kind of segmented, right. math really builds upon itself. And if you don't have a solid foundation, right, if you don't have the correct tools in your mathematical toolbox, when you jump from like algebra to pre-calc, your, your house is going to fall down. Got it's going to yeah. be shaky. Okay. So, um, another thing is, you know, in elementary school, I feel like we're taught, like, this is the one way to do this thing, and this is how you're going to do this thing. And there's, like, new math and old math. Well, it's all just oh. different math. There's yes. multiple ways to solve these problems. I'll have students always ask, like, hey, I solved this problem like this and got the correct answer. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, that's another way to solve this problem. I teach this way because I think it's easier or uh, a little bit simpler. But as long as you can get to the correct answer, you solve it however you that's like. That's refreshing because I'm telling you, I was like old math trying to teach my daughter. And, and she's like, this is how the teacher said to do it. And I'm like, what? Huh? I am, I am completely lost. We need a math tutor because I have no clue what's going on right now. So, you know, one thing that's really prevalent is uh, math anxiety. Have you heard of math anxiety? I've had math anxiety. I, I'm sure. I, 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 I have To be now. honest, I've had math anxiety. Like, I got to tell you. Yeah. I mean, it, don't ask me to do math I'm without not, a calculator. I, I write my <laughs> students' exams so that they don't, they can use a calculator. They shouldn't need to, right? Like if you have your emotional support calculator, like that's fine. I but love like it. I, you shouldn't have to use it. Your you emotional know? support calculator. <laughs> yes. I love it. Just, it's just there in case. It's a buffer. Um, oh, I got distracted. Oh, we were talking about math anxiety. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so math anxiety. So like 17% of the population in the United States has high levels of math anxiety. That's going to be some of the teachers, some of the educators who are mm -hmm. teaching our littlest people math. And so they're passing on, and this isn't their fault, they're passing on though, you know, that anxiety. anxiety and that stress, right? So one, I do a lot of things in my class to try and combat math anxiety and stress. I love this. this we play so games interesting. in my class. We play 
today they have a substitute. They were so excited to have a substitute. <laughs> I'm not there. They still had class. Um, they're, right now, as we speak, they're doing uh, polynomial division relay races. How, so you make it fun. And I, I think that is part of what makes the learning easier is when it's fun. Yeah. So like when, it, and I've never been an educator in like a middle school or a high school, but like I've taught coding to middle schoolers and you teach through play, right? We yes. learn through play. Right. Why does that stop when we get to college? Now, I can't play a game every class. Sometimes right. I do have to lecture, but to alleviate stress in those sentences, we go slowly, we do examples, we have group work or group activities so that by the time they get to their homework, they've seen it twice. Then we have like a weekly little quiz. They're like not a big part of their grade, but it's a check-in because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And they'll think, oh, I got this. And then they'll be able to see, oh, maybe I didn't get this. And so by the time the exam comes, they've seen everything four or five times. Nice. So they're building yeah. that solid foundation. Foundation's important. It is. It really is. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah. So, and I love that you took a break. That I think that's really important when you realize that I need to take a break from this because this is a, this is heavy. This is a lot, and I just need to get some space. It's the self care thing is so important. Exactly. Exactly. It is. I'm I'm a, I'm a self care. I, I'm working to be better at it. <laughs> you, you do. You need to. I mean, it really is. It's it's an important part. It, it, I'm way older. It's taken me a long time to realize how super important. Because I used to be like. Do it. I will burn myself out. It, I, no, I, I would think I'm not going to burn myself out. I can. I can work oh, 73 hours a day. I can nope. do three things at a time. I, oh, look at me go! And then all of a sudden, at one point, everything was like, oh, oh I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I am. I am <laughs> you know? slowly learning to say no. Yes. My partner might disagree, um, but uh, I'm slowly learning to be like. I do not have to do this. This is not my responsibility. I don't have to take on this one more thing so I can focus on what I'm truly passionate about. Right. Um, yeah, saying no is good. Yeah, I'm working on it. All right, so we know where you are on TikTok. Where else can people find you? Oh, uh, I guess TikTok's the main one. It's the same Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. All right, talk about the YouTube okay, channel. Okay, so every single class I've taught since uh, the pandemic started is fully recorded and available on YouTube at r.laurenmiller. Uh, you can find that link in my TikTok or my Instagram. So if you want to take college algebra or statistics or stats with R or discrete structures or finite math or intermediate algebra or you need a little bit of uh, math skills for college, that's something I've taught because I do focus a lot on math remediation. All those courses are online and they're tagged. So if you have a middle schooler or a high schooler and they're like, I need help graphing a line and you don't know how to do it, like go to my YouTube channel, type in graphing you a line. You don't have to hire a tutor. You just go to YouTube. I love that. Yeah. I mean, like, it, I make these resources. I make right. all of these resources. I make these games. Um, I try and put them up on uh, my website. Oh, I can talk about my website. 
there's very little on there. <laughs> but it's a um, website. It's, it's a, a place to land. It's a place to it's find me. It's a place me. to find you. Um, yeah. And um, I just want to share those resources. I went to all the trouble to make them. I want as many people to use them as possible. So on my website, I'm slowly starting to post some of my games. So my website is lifebynumber.org. It was going to be a podcast. Maybe it will still be, but hey. it was. I now know where I can. You find know a where studio. you can do this. This is a good studio. We love yeah. Shack City Studios. Um, so that uh, you can find. I think I have a radical murder mystery up there right now. So I teach my entire chapter on radicals as a murder mystery. Very cool. Um, oh my gosh, how <laughs> fun! Like you really do make math fun. That's probably why. Well, no. I don't. I wanted to say it's probably why I never went into math, but honestly, my head, like, I was really a good, great student. I was like the student you wanted as the A A plus student. Okay, except when it came to math and accounting, I am positive my accounting professor was looking at me and going, "This girl is dumb as a box of rocks." Why? And I could, I it just my brain would not let me figure out accounting. And that's okay. Like my goal with my students is not to get them to love math. You know, in my over, you know, five years of teaching, I've had one student change to a math major, and that made my made my day when I found out. Um, <laughs> but like my goal is just not to make you love math, but to make you not as afraid of math or know that, okay, I have the tools now That's to approach awesome. this problem. Right. I love it. Can I ask you some fun questions? Okay. We've got fun questions now. We have fun questions. All right. First is, what is your favorite number? Oh, my favorite number is 23. Why? Because it's prime. And also, ignoring the fact that I don't have a one, I can use it to build the Fibonacci sequence. Ah. ah Fibonacci's I've rabbits. I've heard of the Fibonacci yeah. sequence. Don't ask me what it is exactly. Why don't you tell us? Oh, my gosh. I'm going <laughs> to not do it. Do you it. have a song? A service. I do not have a song. Dang I it. will work on that when I come back next time. <laughs> I'll come back next time. We'll spend the entire time complaining about I, billionaires. I, 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 okay. And I'll I like have it. a Fibonacci sequence <laughs> song. Um, so if you take one and one and add them, you get two. And then okay. you take like one and two to get three. Gotcha. Two and three to get five. Gotcha. Five to get eight and so on. So it's a it's a sequence. Gotcha. The Fibonacci. The Fibonacci sequence. From like old Italy. Fibonacci person. <laughs> yes. He's an old <laughs> Italian man. That's as much as I remember right now. <laughs> he probably had a first name. We don't know it quite now. All right. Thank you. 23. Isn't that what Sheldon was into? Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. I think he wore 23 a lot on his clothes and everything. You know, as much as everyone's like, do you watch that show? The answer is no. You do not watch it. I have, I've seen a few episodes. My dad really likes that show. All right. All right, dad. You have to let it. Let, Let me know. us know about the 23. Text me later. All right. When you were a kid, oh, did you have a name for your favorite toy or stuffed animal? Or maybe you had an invisible friend? I mean— I mean, as an adult, I still have stuffed animals. All right. Me um, too. I just got a warmy. Do you know about those? Warmies? No. They're these cute little—I'm not getting paid by you, warmies. You might want to sponsor this. Um, uh, they're these cute little stuffed animals that you can put into the microwave— and it's oh. got like the lavender and all like that in it. And then oils. it's like nice and warm and it's it's weighted. Uh. So if you don't like the full out weighted blanket, you just have this little cute little weighted. My dog does not like my warmy. My dog looks at it like 
competition. I'm now going to bury you under the pillow. I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, during uh, the pandemic, when I was very heavy on TikTok, I started seeing all these squishmallows. Oh, those are so cute. So when I went and got my second <laughs> COVID vaccine and my flu shot at the same time, oh. get rid of everything, all the vaccines, I got a squishmallow. Her name is Vanessa. She's like- a rainbow red panda. <laughs> so she's a red panda, but she's like rainbow. Rainbow color. And okay. So so that's that's— She's my girl. <laughs> Vanessa the Squishmallow. The Squishmallow. Rainbow I, red pants. I yeah, like it. I also have in my office, like, some stuffed animals and lots of crafts. I Like, people walk in to my office and say, this looks like a kindergarten teacher, or it looks like Miss Frizzle threw up in here. Both of those I take as compliments. <laughs> but I do, I do have, like, an emotional support, like, board mouse, like a stuffed animal that sits on the board. Like, we'll get through this math. It's going to be fine. I love it. I think they're—now, I just—it's part of that whole, like, just keeping that connection to your kidness. Yes. You know? I don't think there's anything—I mean, you know, you're you're a fully functioning adult. It's not like, Moderately you know. functioning. <laughs> I would go with fully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go with fully. Okay. So one of the questions I ask everyone, because we're all about kindness and what you do is kindness. You working with these incarcerated students, you being able to understand that, which anxiety is so big with kids right now. So taking a bit of anxiety away from them, this is all kindness. So with kindness as as the thought, what have you witnessed? What have you given, received? Like, what's a top-of-mind kindness something in your world right now? Um, so, <laughs> um, I have been in St. Louis for seven years now. Okay. I love St. Louis. I love seeing everyone put the signs in their yard at the beginning of the pandemic. Like, we're here. We're supporting each other. Um, and it took me a while to build, like, a really great group of, like, friends. Like, now I feel like I have, like, a really solid community. And my partner and I recently bought a house. And our friends— Thank you. Still unpacking uh, a couple weeks ago. And my friends all came out oh, and helped us Those are good move. friends that help you move. Oh, they helped us move so much. And I was sick. It wasn't COVID, but I was just, like, sick as a dog. I don't know what I had, something gross. Um, but our friends like pulled it out and got everything out oh, in our kitchen unpacked. So I say the kindness of my my friends as of late. I've been really grateful for them. That's awesome. And moving is hard. Moving is so hard. Physically and emotionally. It's one of the most difficult things you'll do. That's why it takes a while to move again, because you got to forget how difficult oh, it was the last time. In, in my mind, this is forever house. I, I said that leaving. on my first house, okay. too. I'm sorry uh, I did. But, you know, things happen. I mean, you, you change. There's just reasons. But, you know, you, but it, I'm telling you right now, it's because you forget how painful moving was. And then you're like, I yeah, we did it before. We can do it again. And then you're in the middle of it going, oh, holy hell. <laughs> I mean, and it is amazing how much stuff we have. That's the thing that always freaks me out. Like, I look at myself as being pretty minimalist. Like, you don't come into my house and see knickknacks everywhere and yeah. things hanging on every single wall. I'm not like, I don't, I kind of like the open 
Yeah. I think my life is chaotic enough. Why add to it in my exactly. space? But, um, but, and then when I'm started, when I start packing boxes, I'm like, how do, how do I have all this? Oh, I know. We went from a 900 square foot apartment to a 1900 square foot house. We are very blessed and very lucky. Um, I've done two huge tips to Goodwill. My yeah. car was full. We yeah. had a big, we had a free yard sale, you know. Come take Anti-capitalist. it. Anti-capitalist. Come right. take this free yard sale. Yep. <laughs> Please get this stuff out of my house. We had a huge free yard sale for like furniture and things like that. And I still am gathering up stuff for Goodwill. It like, is amazing. It's amazing. And we just have too much stuff. I know. I know, but I I'm not, not definitely not a minimalist. Like I like all my art on the walls. If a room has less than like twelve paintings, it's not enough. Well, but, but, yeah. so I'm not a minimalist in some like you know I've I've chosen where not to be a minimalist. Right? It's yeah. like I have a lot of tennis shoes, and I really like clues. You know, so I love you. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank Do, you. For are there any me. last things that you want to? Tell us about. I'm just so glad that we reconnected, and I am very much looking forward to the amazing event that you are w- putting on October 22nd. On October 22nd, yeah. I got my tickets. Oh, I will yay. be there. I will be there too. I look forward to seeing I'll wait you. To you. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll hang. We'll catch up. I like it. All right, everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast, and thank you, Lauren Miller, for being my guest today. And you all out there, be kind, be loving, and have a good one. Bye.